0: Welcome everybody to a very special episode of Tabletop Journeys. Today we are going to be premiering what we hope is a uh, long-running series of a new type of show. We are getting into the actual play game with a series that we are calling Tabletop Journeys field trips. I am joined today not only by my erstwhile co-hosts, Lee and Glenn, but also with a handful of our Patreon supporters. We have invited them to come and play with us on this uh, beautiful afternoon, although apparently not beautiful in the UK. The game that we're going to be playing today, uh, we're going to start running through the Candlekeep Mysteries, the book that just came out by Wizards of the Coast, and today we are going to start with the first quest in the book, The Joy of Extra Dimensional Spaces, everybody in the game today has rolled up first level characters and we're going to play through uh, and there'll probably be some discussion about what the mystery was like and how the game ran uh, at the end. So strap in. I hope that you all enjoy this. I know we have been really looking forward to this uh, since the details came together for this uh, a couple of weeks ago. So let's go ahead and get started. The Today's quest begins with you all in the same carriage on your way to the library at Candlekeep. Uh, You have hopped onto the particular stagecoach on on your journey there, and you find yourselves all in the same stagecoach. So I'm going to go around the Zoom, and I'm going to introduce your characters, and then I would like you all to uh, introduce your name. You know, uh, friendly conversation uh, in the carriage, introduce who you are, uh, anything distinctive about the way that you look. uh, And then anybody else, uh, if anybody else wants to join in and uh, ask questions, uh, go right ahead. So I'm going to go ahead and start in the zoom order that I've got. Sprocket, would you please begin?
1: So as Sprocket climbs into the carriage, you see a small, just under three and a half feet tall gnome. He's just under three and a half feet. He's got a dusky gray complexion and his hair is a dark blue that's so dark it's almost black. Um, He's got bushy eyebrows over deep purple eyes, and he wears a short, neat goatee. But both his eyebrows and his facial hair usually look slightly singed, and he often smells faintly of burnt hair. Uh, He wears studded leather armor with thick bracers covering each forearm. The right bracer has two long copper rods that run down, getting closer together as they come to his wrist. His left. Bracer has three concentric copper circles like a bullseye in the center of it with arcane symbols connected by uh, a circuit schematic style pattern carved into the leather around it. And most of the studs in his armor are steel, but a line of them are copper that go up his arms and across his shoulders with a flexible copper inlay connecting them so that both bracers can make a complete circuit. Uh, Carries a shoulder style satchel instead of a standard pack and it hangs on his left hip. As he climbs in, he looks around at everybody. Oh, he's got goggles on top of his head, too. I forgot those. He looks around at everybody and he says, hmm, hi, everybody. My name's Flabaxium, Tenderflux, Sprocketopolis, Crimpernip, Wait, Don't, Singe whiskers. Michael first. But you can just call me Sprocket. Uh, and he climbs in and sits down.
0: Fabulous. Okay. Next in our circuit, uh, Kilverax, would you please introduce your character?
1: So when
0: Kilverax,
2: Tiamanthalus calls into the carriage... The carriage is going to sag a little bit on its uh, frame because of his weight of entering. He's very large, 6'5, 250 pounds getting in. His bronze uh, skin is tinged red at the edges, and his hair tails are a smoky gray. As he looks around the cabin, he sees everyone that's in there, and, and his gravelly voice says, <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, and kind of sits down in a corner and pulls out a book and starts looking through it.
1: Hi, has, you're a tall one.
2: Yes. And you're a short one, great and
0: obvious. Absolutely fabulous. Kess, would you please introduce your character?
3: So Kess is slight and striking-looking, obsidian skin, white hair, brown eyes, and moves like water. Flowing garments springs up into the carriage, and perches on the edge of a seat. Has so much nervous energy. When she is still, she's kind of like a coiled spring, wants to be by the window, and is alert, present, seems hesitant to introduce herself, not sure how others will react to her, but says, hello?
1: Hello. Hi, I'm Sprocket. Kess. Pleasure to meet you.
3: Kess warms up a little bit at the thought that it might be a pleasure to meet her.
0: Corporal Simeon,
4: you are next, please. Why, yes, this must be my carriage. I see. uh, We have other guests here. The young man you see before you looks very young. He is wearing the uniform and the regalia of a soldier within the Cormirian army. He has gold leaf highlighting the areas. It's almost a question whether this is functional armor or uh, dress armor for the sake of ceremony. Anybody who's... uh, versed in armor will know that it is functional, but it is very pretty and probably never before used in actual combat. He has, that he's carrying, two scimitars. The handles are well made of elven design. Um, He does have pointed ears, um, but looks more human than elven. His Darker complexion and somewhat curly hair is a bit tousled, but he always has a wears a smile. Hello, well met, traveling companions. My name is Corporal Simeon Helias Wintermere of the Wintermere family. You may know us by our trinkets and our wares. And he hands out a few small boxes, each with various types of tea, and he hands them to everybody in the in the in the car. It seems my auntie is on one of the other carriages headed to the keep. Thank
1: you very much. I love tea. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thanks. Is it customary to bring a gift into a carriage? This is my first carriage ride. I have to admit, I don't want to get it wrong. Should I have brought a gift?
3: Not usually.
4: We Wintemires think of it more as an advertising expense. Ah, okay, I got it. So I'm with you. Fair tea, like, Once we reach our destination, please speak with my auntie. She'll make sure that arrangements can be made so you can have ample supply.
1: If I like tea, speak to your aunt. Tea? Is her name tea? No, her name is Rosalind. Very well. Rosalind. You, you may call her
4: uh, Miss Adarian.
1: Very well. Then I'll have to find out. And he pulls out a little uh, copper kettle and a little clicky device that lights a flame and he starts heating up some water. Right there in the carriage.
4: That's That's super special. We'll have to talk
1: more about that.
0: And Illidaz, please introduce yourself.
1: As Illidaz approaches
5: the carriage, he is uh, 6'2", kind of this kind of bright red skin, short, kind of black, not very spiral, but kind of working their way around his head. Horns. he wears kind of chain armor and pretty much everything that could have a symbol on it has this symbol of a kind of lion's head, you know, like bright gold. I've got an amulet, it's on the center of my chest piece, it's on my shield, it's on the hill of my sword, pretty much everywhere. As he steps into the carriage, I guess he sees four people gathered around a kettle boiling in the center of a carriage. Is this customary? I'm new to this thing a little bit. I've never actually rode, a, I've been on horseback this whole way here, and this is a new thing, a kettle in a carriage. This is fancy. Is this what we get at Candlekeep?
1: New to me too. Oh no, we're we're developing a new tradition. Come on in. You hey. know what?
5: I'm well up for this. I'm Illidaz, by the way, Illidaz Zanderfeld. This looks incredible. And he um, sits down um, at one of the places in the carriage and guess gets like a flask out from his pack, ready to have some
4: tea. Simeon will hand him a small box with tea as well.
5: I guess uh, is it leaves or have we got? <laughs> I'm trying to think what we've actually got here in the way of tea. It would be leaves. Okay, I guess I'll take a couple of leaves out of the box and pass it around. Oh no, you have your own individual box. Oh my this. Now this is the
1: height of fancy carriage riding. This is Started all very new to me. Our new friend brought tea and I have a pot, so we're gonna we're gonna try it.
3: <laughs> Mine's gunpowder tea. If it wasn't before, it is now. <laughs>
1: With
0: Illidaz stepping on, the five of you find yourself in the uh, passenger cabin of this uh, of this carriage, uh, and you hear the horseman call, uh, and the carriage begins moving down the road. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to go in initiative order uh, and ask you all to roll a d20. Uh, so Kilvrax, that would begin with you. A d20 roll.
2: And 10.
0: Yeah, fabulous. As, as the carriage is rolling down the road, you find, you see something out the window that appears that it was uh, sabotaged in some way or tampered with. Describe to me what it is that you see. Not on the carriage itself, but outside.
2: So outside the window, you're talking about on, not on the carriage itself or so something? Not like... on the
0: carriage itself, but as you pass by something, you find either somebody, somebody in the act of tampering with something or, or find something that appears that it has been tampered with or something like that.
2: That sign there it seems like someone scribbled something else and written something i can't quite make out does anyone know what language that is it says the broken i i don't know what those letters are mm.
0: yeah what you, what you see uh you see, it's a it's a sign pointing to the right uh that says candle keep on it and in badly broken goblin uh candle keep is crossed out and underneath it uh is candle keep written in all the wrong the wrong letters like you know K N D E L uh, uh C K I P with an arrow pointing the other direction. Uh, so it's almost as if like someone has come by and tried to tried to massacre it to go ahead and confuse people, obviously. Uh, and and when when Kilvrax points that out, uh, you hear the horseman call from the uh, uh, from the front of the carriage.
4: Yeah, don't worry about it.
0: We we know this road well enough, but uh you know you gotta goblins are out here are always.
3: Pulling tricks. And says, says, that's weird. It's a misdirection sign. It's pointing the wrong way, but only for goblins.
2: Are there many goblins around
0: here? Oh, there are enough nuisances. And the carriage continues trekking on down the road, seemingly in the direction that the sign should have been pointing from the very beginning. Next, Simeon, please. Your d20 roll. Eight. Fabulous. There is... Again, as the carriage is steaming down the road and and something that you have particular expertise with, in fact, uh, something about the foliage in one of the trees or a copse of trees uh, off the road here strikes your attention. What is it that stands out about this particular, uh, this particular foliage and why does it catch your attention?
4: It is amazing this time of year that there is the color change. Normally, it's quite unseasonable for the goliath tree to actually change its its color this this time of year this is clearly something that foretells a a strange and cool winter coming you get all that from a tree our family does a lot of things and while tea is our our brand so to speak we are cultivators of nature by nature (laughs) Uh, And specifically, we have uh, a good deal of knowledge about these things. I was trained about these things when I was... Is it all cultivated for profit? Well, we are the winter years. Of course, we have to make sure there's coin in the coffers, thatch on the roof, wood in the fireplace, mutton on the spit, and generally...
1: The The answer is yes. Fascinating. What was the tree called again? The Scolias tree. Scalias. He pulls out a small metal box about two inches by two inches, taps one side of it, and says, hmm, remember to look up the Scalias tree later, and puts it away. Will the box remind you to do it later? Oh, my yes. Goodness. Of course it will.
5: See, Hello, box. I pull it
1: out, and I tap <laughs> the box, and it says, hmm, remind me to look up the Scalias tree later, and my voice is always a recording, and I put it away. That could be handy. Does it remember everything you say? That box spoke to him. Oh no, only a specific short message, six seconds or so, but I use it to keep track of notes. Like names and such? Oh, like the Scolias indeed, names. Brilliant. Excellent. I wish my channel could speak.
0: Cass, you are next. Please roll your d20. Six.
3: We're going lower and lower.
0: Fabulous. As the carriage is rumbling down the road, you see something problematic or scary on the horizon. What is it, and why does it cause you concern?
3: I see a cloud of smoke that suggests something near the horizon, something big, is burning.
0: Do you call it out, or do you keep this observation to yourself?
3: Hey, look. Look at that smoke. I was already peering out the window, and I point everyone else out the window. Look, it looks like there's a fire. A big one.
0: Yes, it does
2: look like a large fire. Hopefully it's not cultivated. Uh, without really saying
5: anything, I think Elidas is going to, like, grab his amulet and kind of rub it between his fingers almost like as a little prayer to anybody who's over there to hope that they're if anybody who innocent i guess is okay and anybody who isn't innocent is uh receiving
0: justice fabulous
3: that's a lot in one amulet rub <laughs>
0: <laughs> tom can handle it
3: tess is now even more on the edge of her seat excellent illidas your d20 roll
0: please
5: okay uh that's a seven that we already seven. had those.
0: Uh, we did, but that's okay. I can give you, uh, we'll give you another choice. The team of horses that's pulling the carriage, how many are there and, uh, describe what they look like.
5: So I can see, I guess if I'm pairing up the, uh, the side of the carriage, I can see probably two on each side, or I can guess that there's two on each side. So a total of four. Funnily enough, one of the horses that's being drawn by this carriage is my horse that I used to ride all the way here from Westgate, which I kindly, well, was able to buy my passage on this carriage by lending, or I guess selling, my horse to um, the carriage rider. Very strange that a carriage rider would be one horse short, but I didn't think to ask him about that at the time. I just thought if I need to get to Candlekeep now, I best get hand over my horse. I'm not going to need it once I'm there. So yeah, I guess one of the horses is mine, kind of a bright white well, that's accrued some dirt on its way here, and the rest are kind of a nice chestnut brown,
0: let's say. That's excellent. Well done. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Sprocket, you're a d20, roll 12. As the carriage rumbles down the road, an act of God strikes near where you are. Describe what happens.
1: Suddenly, out of a clear blue sky, a giant, huge, the mother of all lightning bolts, just randomly shoots out of the sky and hits a huge boulder to the left-hand side of the trailer with a loud crack, it splits in half. And Sprocket is immediately on his feet, looking out the window. Pulls his goggles down to the brightness.
3: Stop the carriage!
4: Uh,
0: horseman stops the carriage.
1: I'll be right back.
3: Kess leaps out onto the roof, poised, waiting to see what's going to happen.
1: Sprocket huddles out there with a little flask and starts taking some samples of the broken rock then climbs back into the carriage. I look
4: at uh, Sprocket as he comes back in. You nearly broke my neck for some rubble. Didn't you see that? That was amazing. Uh, Lightning. How much energy do you think was behind that? My friend.
1: Ow. Perhaps slow the carriage next time. (laughs) I didn't. I'm not in control of the brakes. I simply made a request. Talk to the driver. And he sits down and starts scribbling notes while sniffing the little bits of rock. Indeed. Driver, when next we stop, please... Roll to a slow
4: Ah, uh, whatever. Whatever.
3: Kess lays down on top of the carriage and sticks her head in and says, You know what was really odd about that lightning strike is there was no cloud. It came from nowhere and slinks back into the cabin fluidly head first.
1: Greek act of God makes it even more fascinating.
0: Kess, as you are crawling your way back through the window, you notice a older gentleman walking somewhat with a cane. Towards the road, uh, seemingly from near where you saw the fire on the horizon kind of in that direction uh, and the where the where the lightning struck is sort of between you, where you are now and that spot. and so he seems to be kind of moving towards the lightning strike and definitely towards the carriage and and he has he has one hand up and he is, he is waving waving at the carriage, trying to catch the attention of the carriage driver.
3: Is he close enough for us to talk to him? He's probably fifty
0: feet away at this time, so if you yell, you can. He would certainly hear you.
3: So yeah. since I see him first, I'll yell, "Hey, what's going on?" Hold on.
2: Stop. Who are you talking to?
0: Don't leave yet. Haltingly walks his way across the uh, across across the landscape towards the carriage.
3: Wait, wait. Well, we go back up onto the roof and suggest to the driver that we, we might want to stay stopped.
0: Oh, what? Do, oh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, okay. The elderly gentleman with the cane, please, please, is this carriage going to Candlekeep? Are are you going to the library?
4: Yes.
0: Please, I have need of your services. I, 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 can't, I can't pay you, but I need you to deliver a message to one of the sages in residence there. You're in luck. It, we have a guy
5: whose box can record messages too.
0: So. Find the sage named matrius and tell him his home needs him our, our village is, is suffering some some sort of some sort of blight the, the gods have cursed us and we need his
5: help can you condense that down to 6 seconds
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'll remember it tell matrius to come home we need him what what's with 6 seconds
5: it was it's a it's a box thing okay listen i put i put my I put, I put my hand on his shoulder as torm is my guide i will find matrius for you and your village will be safe oh we're spouting
2: oaths are we? Well, i mean he seems like a nice enough guy <laughs> are you sure torm wasn't involved in the gods he didn't say which gods have him come with haste um, yeah absolutely <laughs>
1: Rocket pulls out uh-huh. his little cube, taps it, and says, "Scalia's tree. And find Matrius, tell him to go home, hurry. Puts it away. Good sir. What is your name? My name is Marjoram
4: Clef. He will know he will know my name. And the name of your village?
0: The name of the village is Rustal. But it is where Matrius is from. He grew up there. He we need his help. Well Did you get struck by lightning too? More times than we can count, but more than that, our our crops are failing and our, our livestock, they stand in the fields, they do not eat, they do not drink, and they produce no, they produce no food for us. It has not rained for months, and yet the lightning strikes. Do
3: you know anything about that fire over there?
0: That fire is from our village, lightning struck there not long ago, and is burning down our granary as we speak. But please, go to the library. Find the sage. He will be able to help us. We will at once. Are you in need of any aid? We can take care of ourselves for now. It is of urgency that Matrius
4: comes back. I give him a a water skin. Hey, sir, have this. And I give him some blankets. If there are people displaced by this calamity, please... um, Make sure that they take, make use of these things. Oh. Thank you for the comfort you offer. And we have tea. You sound parched. Would you like some tea? The water will
0: be sufficient. Please go with alacrity. Go to the library.
3: Tess looks at <laughs> Simeon and Sprocket with new respect.
0: Excellent. Dri- driver, please, away. With a call, the carriage driver takes off again down the road. You guys are on the road for probably an hour or so. Uh, when you can see the great library appear on the horizon, uh, the carriage driver pulls to the front gate, dismounts. He thanks Illidaz in particular for, uh, for, his, for the horse that he gave to the cause um, and said that when, uh, when you go to go home again, uh, your horse will be ready for you. Otherwise, it will be in the stables here at the library for you. Definitely have a
5: long and overly emotional goodbye with my horse, like looking in, deep into yep. the eyes and seeing its sorrow.
4: Yes,
0: it's 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 quite tired, and this is not duty that it is particularly used to. But uh, the one of the stable keeps comes and gives it a a, a, a grain sack um, over his mouth, um, and you see uh, that he is grateful for food. Rest now, my steed, for you will see Westgate again. <sighs> and then I uh, move on. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing um, a
4: better love story than Twilight uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you walk through the through the front gate those of you familiar with candle Keep uh, or at least out of game uh, recognize that there are uh, there are several um, sort of uniformed uh NPCs moving milling about kind of the the central uh courtyard area um where there are there is an inn and there is a tavern and there are several uh several small shops that can uh that allow you to sell uh or to to buy rather um arcane uh arcane trinkets um but also uh goods uh and ingredients for spells and um and such like that as you sort of uh as you you Millabout, about uh, a gentleman walks up to. You. Welcome to Cando Keep. What is your business within the library?
4: Any of you, don't be shy. My name is Corporal Simeon Pilius Wintermere of the Cormarian Wintermere's. Why, yes, we excellent. We come. My aunt comes to this town for business. I am on a private mission. I seek entrance into the library so I can begin my studies. So I can. Be part of a new group within our guard at Cormier. Fabulous.
0: And have you brought something to add to the library's stocks in order uh, to pay
4: for your passage? I offer this sacred book among my family and from our people. He extends his hand and takes it. This book is known as Of Leaf and Flora, a catalog of 100 unique plant and tree species. From the Miralan Valley of Kormir. Hmm,
0: indeed. An excellent donation to our library, sir. We appreciate that.
4: Yes, please allow any of your druids and naturalists uh, to know of its arrival. It, uh, if any of these species can be found elsewhere in the world, it could be of great benefit to those areas. Excellent. All right. Next. Who else?
0: Please, present your books and state your business.
5: My name is Illidaz Zanderfeld. I have traveled far from the vast to bring you, well, in search of a tome of uh, Torm's light. Mm-hmm. I am trying to find my devotion, find my place in Torm's light. Um, but for now, I have brought this book, uh, Bound and Unbound. It is a foul tome of evil, infernal energy, Um it has no place in our halls, in the uh, Golden Line in Tantris, but perhaps the library will put it to better use and in safe hands. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your contribution. You're very welcome. I hope that it brings uh, fullness to the library. It certainly shall. Next.
2: Hello. Kilvarix Tementalis, a scholar from the library of Tamanther, Uh here researching our species, and the origin of, after exhausting all of the resources in our library, reaching out to you for uh, help. I have brought multiple tomes for you, one being nursery rhymes from back in the day before we joined you in Toriel, a census of clan members from before the Toriel uh, merging, and musings of a mad dragonborn scholar, volume one.
0: That sounds amazing. Please, the mad musings if you would, sir. There you are. (laughs) Fabulous. Uh, you with the goggles.
1: Are you sure? My friend here seems slightly shy, and she might prefer to go next as opposed to having the pressure of being last.
0: That's all right. I don't really care.
1: Okay, fair enough. Just trying to be polite. My name is Flabaxium Tenderflux, Sprocketophilus, Crimpernip. Wait, Don't, whiskers, Michael Fist. You can just call me Sprocket. And I come from the Kells Ridge Monastery in Deepingdale. It's a monastery of scholars where uh, nearby me and my master, while spelunking some ruins to, you know, find some new ancient tomes, we came across this book and we don't know what to do with it. So they suggested I bring it here. And he reaches into a satchel and he pulls out a book that's so black that the tips of his fingers almost seem to disappear as though it's sucking in the light from around it. Uh
0: we, we get a great many books that nobody knows what to do with. Uh, he, so he reaches his empty hand. So he's, he's carrying the three books kind of in a stack that he's already received on his left hand. He reaches his right hand towards the other book uh, with his hands now full. Um,
3: Can I hold these for you?
0: Uh, no, 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 no.
3: Catalyst, come!
0: And another, another younger uh, assistant comes scurrying uh, towards the gentleman in front of you. Catalyst, take this book and and bring it bring it to one of the sages. It may have some special filing requirements. Th- thank you, thank you. Uh, and 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 Sprocket, and, uh, his name is Sprocket. yes, Sprocket. Yes, Sprocket. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and and last but certainly not least, our shy
1: friend. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Pardon me. That was to get me into the keep. But I was wondering, is it possible? What is the application process if I wish to study here?
0: I mean, there's no application process. You provide your book, and you are granted passage for one ten day.
1: Acknowledged. But what if I want to stay longer than a ten day? How do I become part of Candlekeep? This is one of the greatest centers of learning in the world. That's a a, a long and
0: involved process. That uh, that certainly we can I can I can put you in touch with one of the sages who may be able to uh, to uh, judge the merits of your application. Uh, uh, but these sorts of things take take appointments and 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 time. it's it's a uh, it's a long and involved process, however.
1: Fair enough, apologies, Kess. I didn't mean to uh, delay you further. I will make inquiries once I'm inside.
3: I don't have to apologize. I'm Kess. I'm here to learn. And Kess takes off her pack and pulls out a slim, limp, but quite large sized volume. Um, It's parchment bound, so it's sort of like a soft back. And written in hand, writing on its cover, it says, The Forgotten Art. And Kess says, I present to you The Forgotten Art, and Mm. hands it to you with a flourish.
0: Fabulous. And which forgotten art is this book on?
3: Kess opens it and shows you that there are large, snow-white parchment pages. So although there's no illumination, there's no gold. The actual pages are very expensive. And on the pages, you see diagrams for the forgotten art of paper folding. Fabulous. You see a way to make throwing stars, boats, boxes, boxes, a crane. And Kess says, they're magic, but I don't know how to make them work.
0: Certainly, I am sure that somebody can help the furthering of... a. Uh of your studies here to t- learn how to take such beautiful creations and make them into their fullest potential. Thank you for your donation to the library. And he puts it into the, the stack on his left-hand side. So what business do you come to, to the library for? How may we be of assistance? You have all stated uh, uh, that you are doing research of a variety of kinds. Is there, is there anything that we can help you with to help you get settled?
3: Well, we really need to find Matrius as quickly as possible.
0: Madrius, why would you need to find Madrius?
4: A person from his home village has asked us to uh give him a message. We have sworn to give him a message. Now oaths are something not to
0: take uh not to take lightly. I, I
5: know all of
1: us swore an oath, just so we're clear.
5: <laughs> I I swore, perhaps on behalf of all of us. If we agree don't let me don't let me sign you up for the oath if you don't want to be, I can put you off the
1: list of oaths being signful we shared tea we shared tea we can share it all. we have bundled to a saying tea. i'm not honorable mm-hmm. that i don't follow honor
4: that uh, is specifically not what he said my friend i'm quite sure that he was saying it is because you're honorable he offers the opportunity for you to make an informed decision
3: well i really think we'd better find matrius
4: <laughs> i think it's the right thing to do fantastic fair enough
0: I can certainly uh, bring you to the room that he has been studying in that's uh, he is he's a well-known sage in the library here and he uh, he hands the stack of books uh, to another uh, to an, another acolyte who seems to run up to him as he turns around and takes the stack of books the the acolyte uh, disappears off into the distance and he walks off uh, and uh, assuming that you all follow him as he begins to walk off
2: I do. Larix will grab his gear off the back of the coach before doing so, his spear and his backpack.
3: All I have is a small pack yep. with a three-section staff yep. strapped to the side of it, and yep. I just put it back on and head off after him.
4: I, I will grab my pack, and I will tie a piece-knotted rope around my sheath and secured scimitars, and I will not. I will not wear them. I will carry them, so it's clearly not that already.
0: Yep. Is anybody else carrying bladed weapons outwardly? Kilvarex has his spear. Difficult to carry inward. Bladed weapons carried inwardly are generally a recipe for a bad time. Um, The avowed walking with you will hand you a cloth satchel and ask you to put it over the tip uh, to secure it uh, from accidental stabbings.
1: Accidental? It's never accidental,
0: but very well. Even the more reason to peace bound it, sir.
1: Rocket carries a light hammer.
0: You don't concerned about the hammer.
1: Yeah, he's got a, a hand axe, too, but that's in his bag.
0: Yep, that's fine. As long as it's All in your right. bag, that's fine.
5: Without asking, um, Iladaz is going to take uh, a cork off one of an empty water skin and put it over like the bladed tip of the shield that he's carrying on his oh, back. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. <bagels. laughs> yeah.
0: Excellent. Okay the Avowed leads you to uh one of the buildings kind of in in the courtyard um and the uh the building has a series of what seem to be um almost virtual rooms built off of the side of it uh, it's 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 sort of very much a um uh like a tardis type situation where there is more space inside this room uh than uh than it appears from the outside and it appears that there are se- several uh small Arcane magical rooms, kind of extended off, that are that are full. Some of them are full of uh, uh of of books. Um, they have uh other people uh, hunched over tables writing scrolls and things like that. So they're occupied in 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 well use. Um, and the uh, the gentleman that you are with, uh, brings you to um to a room with the door closed. Um, and says this is this is where where Matrias, uh was. Was studying. Uh, let us let us uh, let us see if he's available. Um, and he knocks loudly on the door three times, uh, and the door opens, uh, revealing, uh, for the most part, an empty room. Uh, there are a couple of bookcases um, with a handful of uh, of books on them, and a table in the middle. Uh, the table in the middle has uh, a book on it. Uh, and the book is open to a page uh, about a third of the way through. And the book, uh, the writing in it is hand, it's handwritten material.
3: Kiss is going to leap across the room and try to read this page that's open to.
0: The writing on the page is uh, uh, a very uh, florid script, um, uh, detailing uh, the the inner workings of uh, some arcane spell, um, you know, uh, almost like a list of experimentations that were done trying to uh, trying to perfect a, a prismatic spray spell, trying to go ahead and and perfect how to get it to shape into particular colors or how to get it to channel particular effects and more specifically how to uh, uh the 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 way that the treatise is written um it implies that the wizard writing it seems to think that uh that the spell uh that that the, the spell was not um from necessary was not Directly from the, the plane that you're on, but was being pulled from from other dimensions as it gets channeled. It's a very strange uh, uh, theory around arcane magic that uh, um, that you know uh, uh, that this particular spell would be uh, would be not uh, kind of channeled in the immediate plane, but it was in fact pulling on energies from other planes, and that's what they were investigating. In the margin of the page that you are looking at is another hand, another script. Um and the uh in, in the margin uh are the words Sanctum Curus exists protected through exterior of Rome. And the gentleman that you were with it says Matreus had been studying uh, this book from the well-known wizard Fistandia. Uh, Fistandia was was researching uh, uh, extra-dimensional spaces uh, yeah, within uh, within uh, within the library here, and I'd been doing so for, for quite some time. And, and Matreus uh, was uh, was trying to uh, to unlock some of uh, some of her mysteries. By studying some of her writings she she's been uh long gone for centuries now um but she has matrias has been studying her writings uh that's that margin note there he, he shouldn't have done that that's he wrote that uh uh you know um
5: but so you're not allowed to amend the books in the library
0: well i mean it's it's frowned upon you know that's you know that's that's you know why would why would you write write in a book, especially a book uh uh, uh so famous as uh, as as the writings of of Fistandia. I mean her you know her notes are uh, are are uh, are valuable. I mean you know everything.
1: Certainly, if it's your own copy, you should, yeah, re- cluttering it up with notes is absolutely yeah. the way to go. That's how you keep track of things and your new original ideas. But a book that belongs to the to the library being oh that's oh that's truly
0: expensive. So Fistandia has been gone for a long time but matrius believed that uh that she had look there are, there are pocket spaces all over this library you know wizards who will who will create a pocket space to go ahead and store their notes and everything like that he was convinced that Fistandia had created one of these spaces and that that might lead to clues about where she went uh, or, or cause she disappeared under mysterious circumstances, but he was convinced uh, that, uh, that what she called and this note implies it, that what she called her sanctum curis was, was here was in, was uh, was a, a extra dimensional space that she had carved out uh, in, in candle keep itself. Uh, but nobody had ever been able to figure out what the, uh, what the, the, the word was that was uh the, you know the, the kind of the key word to to open it to try to find it uh, with cat Ke- with that Kess. Would you please give me an Arcana check?
3: Uh-huh. Aha, <laughs> that would be twenty two.
0: Fabulous. As he is talking, you're you're looking at the you're looking at the way that the note was written on the page. Um, And you notice something uh, about the way that it is written. There's something strange about the way that the way that the language is written, the way that it is, it is aligned so clearly on the left-hand side uh, you feel might be a hint as to uh, what the secret word might
3: be. This, this marginal note has punctuation and that makes it really interesting. It's three sentences. So there's this hidden place from cares it exists, it is protected, and somehow through exterior of room is the directions on how to get there.
1: Hmm. Can I see that?
3: See, there's three sentences, and I shove the book over towards Sprocket.
1: Fascinating. The
0: avowed towering over, uh, over Sprocket looks at it and says, huh,
1: it looks like that. Look at the first letter of each line. It
4: says, scepter."
1: As you say scepter,
0: on the back wall of the room, sort of a, uh, a blue swirling portal materializes.
4: Well, that's ominous.
0: As the blue sort of dissipates, uh, shimmering translucent doors appear in the middle of the room, um, and almost immediately begin slowly fading, uh, it's a period that they'll, they'll disappear in a matter of minutes, um,
1: after, uh, uh, whether you walk through or not.
3: I suggest we walk through there.
1: You keep sh- referring nope. to Matrius in the past tense. How long has it been since he was seen last? Uh, we don't uh, We don't
0: really keep track on the comings and goings of, of the wizards. He's, it's been recent. He's not, uh, you know, he's not uh, expired, if that's what you're implying.
1: Simply wondering if he went where Kes is implying that we should go. Illidaz, I think if you're going to hold true to your oath
4: and me to my bond of tea, we may wish to walk
3: through the portal.
4: I
5: suppose this could be the exterior of the room we're about
4: to enter into.
3: If it's well, protected, I think maybe we should try sending something through it before we walk through.
4: I uh, unpiece out my my um, scimitars mm-hmm. and I uh, place the harnesses on over my armor so that they are accessible when necessary.
1: The adventure begins. Sprocket walks up to the doors, pulls out a, a long tuning fork, mm-hmm. uh, wraps it against a lodestone on the back of his right gauntlet, and as it vibrates, its resonance doesn't make a sound so much as it kind of starts a glowing vibration, almost of magic, and he kind of waves it around the doors, checking them out as it vibrates. Seems safe, an adventure on our first day. Let's go! And he opens the door and goes inside.
0: Hey, Sprocket disappears through the doorways.
1: I immediately follow.
0: Kester Same here. Yep. Does anybody not walk through the door?
4: Grudgingly, Kelvarox is like, um, sake,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <War-er-sick>. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. So you find yourself in the wooden and uh, brass fixtured uh, Foyer of uh of what looks like a, a mansion of some variety. Kess, uh you had rolled so successfully on your Arcana check. On the on the magical Arcana things that you have studied, you're very aware of a spell um written by Morgan Caden called Magnificent Mansion, and this seems like a textbook version of a magnificent mansion. It is very much an extra dimensional space kind of created out of, out of nothingness and, and off on its own. Looking out the windows, there is a swirling indigo miasma that hovers pretty much 20 feet from the building on uh, um, in uh, as many sides as, as you can see, you see a very small portion of the exterior of the building um, at this point. And, you know, the floors are, are all hardwood, um, you know, wood is kind of like this deep, uh, this deep mahogany, and uh, the woods, uh, the doors are made of the same uh, sort of wood with like brass fixtures on them. The the ceiling arches probably 15 feet overhead, um, and you find yourself in a uh, a long hallway. Wait for this. There we go. So you find yourself at the entryway of a long hallway, and you can see doors stretching on either side. And uh a staircase almost right in front of you. From down the hallway, when the doors behind you close, uh you hear a, a startled voice up hello here goes there which you see a middle aged man uh wearing grey robes. Uh all of a sudden uh he he exits one of the rooms, uh closes the door behind him and and walk, walks off to you. Hello? What you found your way in. Uh, Are you mad we- yes I am Matrius.
5: We hope we're not intruding uh, too much. We were sent here by a gentleman called Clef. I believe you're familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. I know many people by that name. They're from my home village. Majorum Clef? Ah, yes, Marjoram, yes.
3: Yes, he and I grew up together.
1: He seemed like a very nice fellow.
3: Hey, quite lovely. How, how do you know him? He came running up to us when we were on our way here. He says your whole village is in trouble and you have to get there as quick as you can.
0: Well, is there something wrong?
3: Everything's wrong. There's a blight. They keep being struck by lightning. They're on fire. Hmm. Can't grow any crops. Animals won't eat. I think
1: he said something about rain of toads.
3: Well, supposedly angered
2: the gods, or they angered the gods, or you angered the gods. Some of the bad ones, obviously, not, not not you the good pick. ones like Thor. <laughs> so,
0: right, uh, totally not. Right? Uh, they're always going off about these such things, uh, who knows? But if there is uh, if there is blight in the village, then it is appropriate for me to return home. Uh, however, there is a complication. I have not yet figured out the keyword to reopen the doors and go back. Uh, I've been spending the last period of time here just exploring around, trying to understand what was left in here. I believe this to be uh, a, a a research space uh, of Fistandia. No it telling does. what wonders this mansion holds.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Or dangerous.
0: I mean, who knows? There could, there's always danger. You know. But for example, and he reaches in a in a satchel on his uh on his pouch and pulls out a, a small black statue uh of an of an imp. It looks like a, like an imp carved out of like a like a black stone. There's something about it, and I haven't quite been able to put my finger on it just yet. I, I, need, I need additional resources, and was hoping to go ahead and take this back to Candlekeep, to go ahead and research it further.
3: How long have you been in here?
0: Oh, time is a strange construct, little one. I'm really not totally sure. Sometime? I've been, been trying keywords to go ahead and get this to open for some time, and have not been able to, have not been able to figure it out. However, I do have an option. What's that? I would be more than willing to go ahead and go back to uh, to the village to go ahead and, and help them, obviously. I mean, they clearly are in need of me. Uh, uh, I'd like, if you wouldn't mind kind of researching in here. Like, the, the, Nobody has even known that this space has existed for, the gods know how long. And so we need to know what's in here. Uh, not only that, but I'm not exactly sure uh, how to go ahead and get back. So I have some magic, which would allow me to hold the portal open, uh, but uh, I'm not sure how long the portal would necessarily stay open for. So I'm certainly willing to go ahead and, and, and do that. But just understand that, uh, well,
4: you might be stuck here.
1: I'm confident we can find our way back out. Oh, absolutely.
4: So you're saying that you could leave now, but we would have to stay. I mean, I will try to hold the
0: portal open for as long as possible. I'm just not sure how long it's necessarily going. To... The mysterious mansions are, you know, by their very definition, mysterious. I'm not totally sure how long, uh, how long it would stay open for. But more importantly, the tre- there's a treasure trove of information in this building that needs to be cataloged and researched. And certainly, if, even, even if I'm not able to go ahead and pull you back through, Fistania was one of those. No, certainly, if you found out the keyword, you saw the, uh, uh, you saw the message that she had scrawled in that book that she was researching, correct? Right? So obviously, she must have. It, it only stands to reason that she has hidden the password to go ahead and get back to Candlekeep in here somewhere.
1: You're a sage with the cat with, with with candlekeep the library. Yes, and you went
5: ahead and wrote inside the book. You know that's against the rules. I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a rule keeper here, and I know that you wrote inside the book, and you're not supposed
1: to. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I would be willing to undertake this quest. I can't speak for my companions, but I would ask, if at all possible, that if I'm able to successfully complete it, that you sponsor me to become a member of the college and the library. I would like to be a sage as well. A perfect trait.
0: I would be more than happy to go ahead and assist you with that, yeah, you know, small one.
1: Fantastic. We swore an
5: oath to you, Madrius, so we will see it that you're able to be released from this strange, delightful prison.
3: Fabulous. I'm sure there's um, a lot to be learned here. The main thing I want is for you to get back to your village. I, I, I agree with you
0: wholeheartedly. So he puts the imp statue back into his satchel and says, let me pass through. I will get the additional energy that I need. Uh, the secret, I believe, is in the book that I left on the table there. If I can open the portal from the other side, then I will do so, so that you, get, so that you are not stuck here. Uh, otherwise, best of luck. He begins chanting in front of the doorways there. The doorways, again, take on the same uh, blue hue that the portal that you walked through in uh, the initial room uh, uh, that you found.
3: Kess elbows and, Sprocket and says, record the chant. Uh,
0: it's much longer than six seconds.
1: And I would have to be the one speaking it
0: when I... Right, exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Sprocket, if you'd like to give me a Arcana check, I can tell you how much of it you're able to know.
1: Fantastic. Eight. Two Eight. plus six. Excellent. Can Kess uh, listen too,
0: since yeah. she was, it was, sure, was her absolutely. idea? Absolutely.
1: Yep. Go ahead.
2: Kilvarex
0: is very interested in all the Arcane things. Okay. A roll would be fine then, Kilvarx and
3: Kess. Unfortunately, Kess tripped on something, banged <laughs> her head, and yeah. rolled a six. It's a language that she's not familiar with.
2: Favarix rolled a 19.
3: Excellent. You,
0: you, you understand enough about the incantation that he is speaking to know that you do not have the power to cast it.
4: Simian other- gives Kess a hand up.
0: Kess
3: looks really grateful and, yeah. and surprised.
0: As you are all uh, uh, fumbling and, and trying to uh, trying to uh, figure out how Matrias is talking, uh, he walks through the blue uh, miasma, which... Disappears almost immediately as he walks through, much to your chagrin, except that as the portal is closing, uh, you hear sh- uh shriek and the doors of the mansion snap shut uh, where he has walked. Next time on the joy of extra-dimensional spaces. So you find yourself in the long hallway. One of its books kind of flies at your head.
1: Bucket brightens up and pulls its chalk back out.
4: Hello there. Do you have use of a dustpan?
0: As you near it, the liquid inside, it gets like, like turbulent.
2: Can we go back upstairs now?